0: Welcome everybody. This is the Reality Zars podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. I've got Paranoid American back on. We're doing part three with our Crusader series. Uh, But, dude, how you been, man? Let's just fucking catch
1: up before we do this. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on yet again. This is a fun ass series. And I was mentioning before we're gonna cover a comic that I personally have never read before. Uh, I think I've seen the cover a couple times, but I've never actually read it. So this will be. I haven't read it
0: in 20 years. Yeah, so this will be going in basically fresh. I remember you, some you of read the them all, right?
1: You've read everything. I, I think one? Yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure. I mean, there's I I don't know if a goddamn idea, but I'm pretty sure I have. We bought the entire series at like I'm pretty sure it was like a, what do you call that uh, Saint Vincent de Paul uh, thrift store when I was a kid. Okay. They were all in there, and me and my mom like saw them, and she was like, "Let's get it," and she bought them all, and uh. <laughs> Dude, we were broke as fuck, so, like, she must have really liked that shit to actually spend money.
1: I I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by that because I think you're the only person I've ever been able to talk to one-on-one that didn't buy them, like, later in life, almost as, like, a joke, you know what I mean? So, it's kind of Oh, we're dead serious. Well, I get in the perspective, (laughs) though, from the literally the target audience, right? Like, you were the kid, you know, with the parents that were willing to buy it for you and tell you that everything you were reading was, like, on the up and up, so... I love yeah, I think she was
0: just she was stoked that I was picking up something that was Christian, and I was stoked because I saw people getting like stabbed in the heart by Satan, <laughs> uh, like and shit. Like, what, I was what, like, what's what's that yeah.
1: scene? Uh, the, the scene in Clockwork Orange where everyone thinks that Alex is is uh, like you know finding Jesus and he's reading the Bible and they're like, oh, you know, he's he's turning around exactly. the corner, but he's like envisioning himself <laughs> as doing all the violence. <laughs> that was
0: exactly fucking it, dude.
1: Whew.
0: All right, I'm going to get good and drunk this episode because I was way too sober last time. So I'm gonna fucking make up for it. I, I was just doing a like... little
1: one, but I'm trying to keep up a little bit. Good. I
0: was doing racist black voice sober. You can't do that. <laughs> I don't have an excuse later. I can't <laughs> when like that when the woke mob comes for me. I can't say that I was like I was hammered.
1: <laughs> I was
0: way too sober. We to... <laughs> need to get you some Schlitz over there. Dude, I'm six percent black anyway, so fuck you guys. I can okay. drop a hard R if I want. I won't, but I could. I think. So you were uh, you were I want that on paper.
1: Recording.
0: Yeah, we're recording. We're live right now. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm curious. What's what's black enough? <laughs> when can I start like just dropping hard R's and call everyone my N word? Can I, I be like, can be I be it, part of the tribe?
1: It's gotta be at least 50-50. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Is it no? There's light-skinned dudes that are tiny no, that are like dropping 20, all the time. Once you get beyond 25, I think the eyebrows will start to get raised a yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah. And, and you'll unfortunately, get a talking yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're over the 50-50%, if you just don't have the right skin tone, yeah, if you don't, you don't look might look not like big, it, like it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they if you're a, a red bone
0: way. or something, yeah, they're gonna take you in the alleyway and kick your ass. As it should be yeah that's funny all right well whatever all six percent of me will shut the fuck up then (laughs) so uh dude uh i forgot to ask tell people where to find you uh you want to throw your plugs out real fast
1: yeah paranoid paranoid com. you can read a whole bunch of comics uh for maybe the end of the year and i'm gonna be taking a lot of them off for free like right now you can go and read uh, maybe like a quarter of the library for free. And I might be moving that access to Patreon only. So uh, get it while you still can, paranoidamerican.com. Go and check out what we got. And then for some stuff that's not on the website, you can check out at Paranoid American on Instagram to see kind of what's cooking. And there's also some extra materials on Amazon. You can check out, we got like some coloring books for the kiddies, uh, coloring books for adults, comic books. Uh, we got like a whole anthology called Paranoid American History 101. It's got eight different stories, eight different artists. So all kinds of stuff coming out still. So just keep following on Instagram. Hell yeah, dude.
0: And I love the shirt. Shout out to Juan. (laughs) Represent. Uh, So, dude, let's talk a little bit before we get into this comic. You were telling me, so you've been going hard as fuck on Instagram about like adrenal adrenal glands. And like, I was going to say adrenochrome. So that kept getting in my head. What, what have you discovered? Like, are you, are you thinking people are
1: eating adrenal? I'm going to quit talking. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's been a a mix and I haven't really talked a whole bunch about this because I wanted to be a lot further along. uh, But I've been working on a book about adrenochrome and I'm trying to break down like literally the very origins of it, who named it, where did it, like who first discovered it, what kind of effects did it have? Every different conspiracy theory I can find from, you know, fifties to today, every single mention of it in pop culture, whether by name or by um, sort of like inference. So I'm just trying to do like the most comprehensive explanation of adrenochrome A to Z that there's out there. Because as far as I could tell, there was nothing out there. And it started from me just trying to do some normal research. And it was just like, I kept having to sprawl in all these different areas. So my my research document just kept growing and growing and growing. And I think Juan might've suggested at one point, like hey you should just fucking write a book bro so uh you know that's kind of what i've been working on since the earlier this year but most recently and and for one of those reasons too like when you're working on like a huge work almost everything you see kind of like folds into it so i'm like out in public god like, oh, that guy's on trinity chrome but like what we were doing recently was a deep dive into the dahmer tv series and we had done a, a previous series on vampires and werewolves and cannibals and just core aspect of essentially uh, consuming another human, or even consuming another animal, like you know, you go out hunting, and that first big kill, you like eat some of the you know the heart, or you get some of that blood, and it's supposed to like you're inheriting some of the power from that animal. And if you can trace that back thousands and thousands of years, like six thousand years, you know, before today, that people were kind of believing that same essence, uh, whether it was an animal, whether it was a human. So I'm kind of coming up with this theory that just like it keeps presenting itself to me that i'm i'm making this analogy that if uh if like drinking blood and eating a heart gives you a little bit of power from someone i see that as like an energy drink or something or like a cat like a real like a strong shot of caffeine maybe whereas adrenochrome is kind of like it's got to be way better it's like yeah pre-based you know what i mean (laughs) they've isolated it into a single substance and then like i was i was saying too that i always come at things as a skeptic because i think i'm a skeptic at heart which kind of makes me a conspiracy theorist in a roundabout way but it's but the number one hoax is that well i could just go on aliexpress and order adrenochrome you know in crystalline form and have it at my doorstep and there's people can go, you oh yeah yeah you can order it because it's just you know it's it's oxidized um adrenaline epinephrine so if you can just buy some adrenaline or epinephrine use it or just let it go bad over over time you'll actually see it change color it actually changes from clear into a red or a pinkish or an orangish color. And that's what adrenochrome stands for. It stands for the color of the adrenal glands. So like, and that was the first time someone discovered it was they noticed, hey, this clear liquid just turned into another liquid. that's not quite the color of blood. So it's this own little thing. So anyways, this kind of dovetails into everything but it dovetails so nicely into uh, this Jeffrey Dahmer research and where this kind of like meanders cause I'm not gonna just explain the whole book but I've been finding these weird links between an artist that did a sculpture that people claim was based on Jeffrey Dahmer's victims poses. And it's called the, the arc of, of uh, hysteria. And it's essentially a woman folded over backwards with her like stomach up in the air. And it's kind of when like all your muscles would tense up if you were having an epileptic fit, essentially. But the, uh, so one of the hoaxes (laughs) that was reading is that, well, this couldn't possibly be based on Jeffrey Dahmer's victims because um, the victims happened t- technically the same year that that original sketches for the, the arc was drawn. However, it wasn't released to the public for like three or four years. However, you have also see Tony Podesta has one of these artworks. Uh, I think she made six versions of the particular one that he had. And he's got all these pictures with him. So anyways, this link that ties all three of them together But I started coming up with all kinds of new connections that no one's found. Like, for example, the lady that made the sculpture already had all sorts of uh, research into cannibalism. She was like deep into the topic. So deep, in fact, that her husband ran a wing on Papua New Guinea in the Modern Museum of Art. And in that wing was an entire section uh, dedicated to Michael C. Rockefeller, who was the Rockefeller, the youngest one, the child of the clan that got eaten by cannibals in Papua New Guinea. So like... It's not that she didn't understand cannibalism or was outside the sphere. She was well inside of it, knew, you know, so all these references. So, and it just kept like dovetailing a million different avenues I look into, just kept tying back to like, man, these people knew each other. They were in the exact same spheres. And I hadn't ever found a link to that Michael C. Rockefeller case. It's a fascinating one, but it always felt like this isolated event that didn't exist outside of all these other things going on. And bam, this was just like one direct link. They got me real excited. So, yeah, I've been I've been exploding with all kinds of crazy posts about it, dude. It's wild. Like and there's
0: also like if you look into it, there's so many fucking ties between almost every fucking serial killer in government. Like like some CIA, some MK Ultra kind of bullshit. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like, oh, maybe Tony Podesta knew fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know. That's true. I don't know <laughs> what the age difference would be. That, I mean, I've,
1: like, I've I've tugged at that angle. That one's a little bit hard, just because he was absolutely just a drunken loser. So I don't think he personally had overlap, but there was absolutely overlap of like the higher echelon looking down at you know at the peasants. What are the peasants up to? Oh, that guy's doing something cool. Uh, I want to collect his trading card. You know, that's that might be nice. some of the angle. It goes yeah, to, right. Here, here's an up and comer. This guy looks like a rookie VIP. Yeah. It's pretty
0: wild, man. That the fucking uh, the goddamn Papua New Guinea shit is fucking wild. Those headhunters, like, there's something really fucked up about those islands. Like, I know you're supposed to like think that, like, everyone's like culturally, uh, what do you call that? And we're all equal and shit. But Jesus Christ, the Papua New Guinea shit. Like I, I think it's fascinating the whole idea of like head hunting your enemies and then you like gather strength from them by eating their brain. But then that's how they were like fucking themselves up. And, like what was the name <laughs> of that disease? It's called Peru or something like that. Oh, uh, it's like a
1: okay. It's, it's a it's a prion disease. It's basically yeah. a protein that starts making your brain eat itself and the rest of your body deteriorates. But yeah, it's it's eaten specifically brain matter though. So like yeah, muscles. It's, and it's blood, basically and mad heart. cow disease. Yeah, For humans. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's there's, there's actually a, a small, I think there's like a tiny percentage within Papua New Guinea that become resistant to it. So there are some people that can legit just eat brains as much as they want and not ever have to worry about getting care. Dude, brains are delicious.
0: I've had calf brains. <laughs> They're
1: fucking money, dude. I've, ne- I've never been down that road, only because dude. you look around at that, the sodium content and it's just like 90% salt. <laughs> yeah, buddy,
0: it's great. <laughs> you pan fry that shit in butter. You toss in a little like flour and then you pan fry it in butter and it gets all fucking crispy because it's so much fat. It's almost all fat. So you just like sear it, dude. And so it's like crispy and then it's like butter and umptuous pudding on the inside, mm. like meat pudding. Sounds it's good. Goes delicious. good
1: with some fava beads and Chianti. Right? Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. I mean, dude. Everyone says that you know,
0: like it sucks. I guess for what's his name when he was like getting having to eat his own brain, but I bet it was good. Like I bet like <laughs> Hannibal Lecter was a good cook. It looked like he was. He had some shallots. He had some fucking wine. Like did he's a little reduction in the pan. Yeah. It wasn't so. It's like if you're gonna fucking kill me, let's let's go out the way. Fucking uh, what's his name? Some Leota. What the fuck was his name? Who's that Ray, actor? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. yeah, there you go. That's not a bad way to go. If you're gonna fucking kill me, feed me. I'm okay <laughs> with it.
1: To be fair, I think he might have been lobotomized first. They just didn't show that part. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he's feeding him his own goddamn brain. Yeah.
1: It was fucking
0: it was awesome i love that fucking movie my that if you also want another insight into my like my personality and who the fuck i am my mom would make me i don't know about make but she would sit there and watch silence of the lambs like weekly when i was a fucking little kid and i would sit there and watch it and like all right fuck me you know i was watching the whole fucking movie like
1: what was the commentary on that
0: you don't remember that one No, no, I mean, no, I mean, like
1: as your as your mom's sitting down and watching it with you, like, what's? She doesn't give a fuck. She's just sitting there watching it, and so (laughs) I'm just sitting there next to her
0: watching it, and she thinks I'm too young to absorb it, but I'm like four. I'm watching this shit. Like I'm seeing this guy like kill the smack that fat bitch and throw her in his van and rubbing her skin and shit. Like I, I, I'm watching the whole thing. I can smell your cunt. You know, like I'm. I didn't know what a cunt was at the time, but like, you know, I get it.
1: I'm a little jealous. Cause I don't even think I got to see Batman until I was like nine.
0: You know, what's fucked up. She let me watch things like that, but I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons until I was like six.
1: That's where she drew the line. You know, but they, the Simpsons in particular, especially if you were in like a heavy church community, there was like, like a push from just like the church in general. Like, don't watch the Simpsons. Tell everyone the Simpsons is off limits, you know? I mean, it was just drivel. There's nothing terrible about the fucking Simpsons. Well, And, and it's funny, too, because the specific uh, cartoons they started going against was like the Tracy Ullman versions, and it was literally just like Bart shows his butt drying off in a, in a towel. And then Homer like strangles them, and it's like a four minute clip, and that's it. And people were losing their minds over it.
0: I would can you make the slippery slope argument? Like it started there, and now we're like, now we're we allowed that
1: in culture, and now we're here. Like, I don't know. I mean, I personally, I, I think that those logical fallacies, like the slippery slope's a good example it doesn't mean that every time that that particular dynamic comes up in conversation that you'd be like, Oh, it's slippery slope. fallacy." So yeah, that means you're wrong. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong. You know, it just means that you can't just use slippery slope and then move on as if you had made a point, you got to like make the point and then show, and here's how it's happened before. So, I mean, if you want to talk about censorship and media slippery slope all day, cause you can point to it. You want to talk about like gun rights, right? Gun control, slippery slope all day long, historically, but there's some yeah. things in the middle of like a heated, passionate debate that slippery slope comes up and it's like, "Oh, I'm going to make this point. So, yeah, dude, I mean,
0: you can you can talk about like how gay marriage has brought us to like kids twerking on fucking gay
1: bars in, in like Austin, Texas. Now, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember when I was in social studies class in maybe ninth grade or 10th grade and uh, i got i got kicked out of class because i was the worst student ever i was just anyways that it's not about me so i am sitting out in the hall on the desk and like the uh the law class i guess is at the, the other end of the hall and it was like for the smarter kids that i never really got to go through but i i distinctly were you remember in high school teacher. this is in high school yeah it's like, okay. like ninth or tenth grade or something um and like for i don't know if it was ap but it was definitely for like senior level of kids that, you know, were actually gave a shit about I school. law class. In my they got school. it was like a, it was like a local government slash law class. Yeah. And I just re- distinctly remember the teacher making the point of gay like, cause this is 1998 or something, 97, I think. And the teacher's making a point in this class that I'm just hearing down the hall about um, how homosexual gay marriage like they shouldn't allow that because of the slippery slope. And he just immediately goes into pedophilia and then he immediately goes into bestiality. And I just remember thinking in the hall, it's like, wait a minute, like those three categories are definitely have huge jumps between those. You know what I mean? Like that's not necessarily, but you know, pe- people bring up that as a specific example still to this day. But I, but I, the reason that it, it makes such an impression, because I think back now, if that same teacher were saying that exact same thing right now, he'd probably that bitch can. get can. Yeah, he'd be can. He'd be brought <laughs> through the streets, hard and feathered. You'd probably. In fact, that like, teacher
0: would be like, and so we need to have this happen so that we can fuck kids and animals."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, it, it's just crazy because yeah, th- this was you know that was the a progressive quote unquote teacher. It was definitely you know they're all. It was a public school, so everyone's getting paid by the government tit. So everyone, you know, kind of loved that government money. So everyone was still on that same team. Yeah, man. Back in
0: the day, that was like fucking Bill Clinton would be considered right wing, or he'd be considered like alt right now. Like fucking Bill Clinton, 1995,
1: you know? Yeah, playing the sacks, fucking animaniacs, fucking love them.
0: <laughs> fucking A dude. All right, let's bust into this comic number three, Scarface. Do you wanna do you wanna share your screen?
1: I oh, think yeah, because it, yeah. it was giving you some problems, right? I think it was super gay, yeah. All right, let's do this shit. Good? Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, here we go. Here uh, we go. Issue three, Scarface Crusaders. And uh, again, this is one that I hadn't seen before, so this is going to be uh, interesting for me to go through. Is this going to hide just a minute? There we go.
0: I, My face, it isn't me anymore!
1: Jeez this is uh, one of my favorite scenes from Batman, ironically, when they show the Joker's face after they they give him his makeup.
0: And this is just giving us a little uh, what we read last time. The Broken Cross and the other one.
1: You know, what's interesting is they formatted these previews almost like they were Chick Tracks. But I don't think they ever made Chick Tracks out of these ones. You know what I mean? Operation Bucharest. That shit was dope. Because these ones were in full color when we went over them. Okay, here we go. Seventy-four. Scarface. British Outpost, East Africa, 1931. When Sir Morley and I drove into your district, over half the blacks failed to recognize His Excellency with a salute.
0: I'm sorry, sir.
1: You're sorry? Is that all you have to say? Your incompetence in controlling your district could jeopardize my career. Do you hear? Yes, sir! And my career is more important than you. London is displeased. And believe me, Higby, I'll destroy you if you can't clean up that mess. You're a bungling idiot and a disgrace to his majesty's service. Do you understand? Yes, sir! You're dismissed, Higby. Thank you, sir!
0: And then I'm cussing under my breath, calling you a faggot.
1: Oh, (laughs) shit, he's a little Saturn. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's what that little Saturn (laughs) sign is for. It's like your fucking ass fucker. Open the door, Sergeant. Sir! Oh, yes, sir! Incompetent idiot. What in the place has gone to him? Sergeant! Sergeant. Do oh wait, you that's have you. a whip in the front <laughs> seat? No, sir. Well, don't stand there like a fucking fool. Go get one. We're gonna go teach those blacks who their <laughs> masters are if we have to kill them doing it. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Jesus, I, I didn't realize that <laughs> reading until I got halfway into that one. This is gonna be dope. Based. <laughs> the first one we come to who doesn't salute is going to get it. Yes, sir. We'll make an example of him. And if you don't do it properly, Sergeant, you'll be a private this time tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it upright, sir, Captain. Early that same morning. Now, okay, okay. I'll do the kid. African the woman. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get myself
0: into, into character here. <clears throat> We're in the tribe here. We're in the... Now, when you go to the mission station, <laughs> you learn as much as you can. Yes, Mama. It'll be a long, hard journey. You'll be gone for a long time. I'll be brave, Mama. Remember, Croma. Is his name Croma? Remember, Croma. You're the only man we have left. We, we we want to be proud of you. I won't disappoint you. Goodbye, son. Baba, Mama. Don't cry, Mala. He's a bright young man.
1: What he learns will make him a strong man.
0: Somehow I feel he'll grow up to be a very important
1: person. I should be at the mission by this time tomorrow. What in the world is that noise? I'm afraid, but the others aren't afraid. I guess it's safe. Oh, look at those pretty colors. Stop the fucking car. <laughs> Gasp. Those men, their skins are white. straight You didn't salute me. Why? Why are they talking to me? I'll fix him, sir. Answer me, British goddamn accent. (laughs) Answer me, you goddamn little shit. What's he saying? Sergeant, teach that little black a lesson he'll never forget. Did I do something wrong? I'll cut him to pieces. No, please, no. Don't hit me. Oh, God, this is going to get bad. I don't want to just... All right, join us on the next uh, episode. (laughs) This is going to get bad. Slash.
0: Yeah! No, please! Ah! What's going on? They're killing that little boy. No, don't don't do anything. They'll kill you, too.
1: That's right, Igby. Those white devils, sometime, someday we'll kill them all. Oh, hold on. This is your, this is your guy. He's in That's the
0: background. That's got to here. need be. Those white devils,
1: someday we'll kill them all. That's enough. Well done, Sergeant. Thank you, sir. Is he dead? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You want to be that guy? I want this boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want this boy. Take him to my hut.
0: It might be better if he did die. His face is a mess. Is he going to make it?
1: Yes, yes, he's sleeping now. Later. Later. I, is that the little boy? Oh yeah. Where am I? Oh, I hurt. What did they do to me? Who are you? I'm your friend. Here's some food. You'll need this to get strong. You'll have a. You'll have to get strong. To pay them back for what they've done to your face. Do I look bad? You might as well know what the white man did to you. Ice! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it isn't me anymore! Listen, every time you look into a mirror, remember it was a white man who hurt you. Krumah, where were you going when they tried to kill you? To the mission station. Those people are white, just like the others who hate us. They are? Your mother knew that. You stay with me and be my son. Your mother wouldn't want you now with your face like that. Sob. Someday we'll drive the whites out of our country. Will you help us? Yes, I hate them all. We'll train and teach you to be strong and wise. You'll go to school and learn so you can be a leader when we take over. I'll do everything I can to destroy them if it's the last thing I ever do.
0: 1960s. The last British troops leave. Is that a real country? Tagonga? East Africa. Crumless country gains its freedom. With the British gone, the country is split by many factions fighting for control of this new nation. 1973. Years after struggle. A new political regime is in power. The man we is known as Cruma takes over. His many enemies call him Scarface.
1: Oh, now you get to tap into <laughs> your your uh, Lu Fang. Okay, I, I guess I am all the black oh, no. guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'll do. I'll do the first guy. <laughs> okay. Your Excellency, Lu Fang and staff have arrived from China and demand an immediate audience. Show sure, them in. The mysterious Liu Fang, a key member of the Golden Dragon Organization, advisor to the People's Chinese Republic, also the head of Oriental Intelligence. I don't think that's what they would have called themselves. But... Oh, hero! Krummer! <laughs> <laughs> you cannot speak until
0: I am through! I don't know. One, I don't know which one's talking right now. Much money has been put into your political party. By my government, Is it's our you? official. Des- <laughs> I don't know who the hell's talking on this
1: one. It's our official desire, which I'm sure you will not refuse.
0: Oh, our damn missionaries to be
1: removed from Taganga immediately! I can't possibly do that immediately. It'll take at least two months. We'll give you two months, but no longer. A mission outpost, twenty-five miles from the capital.
0: Pastor, Pastor, uh, it's a fisherman... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the government official. Well, this is a surprise. I want to see your papers. You, you mean my visa? Yes, right away.
1: Uh, here you are, sir. It's good until 1978. Not anymore, Mr. Missionary. What?
0: Tell me what happened. It has been reported you are a spy for the CIA, and you are trying to destroy our nation. Probably, uh, actually. Yeah, but, uh, that,
1: the, no, 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 no that, that's <laughs> absurd. Uh, I've been here for 35 years spying on you. <laughs> you be gone within two months. But, but my work, I'm training these new CIA men for, for...
0: Two months, you capitalist white spies.
1: Oh, Lord. Help stop this evil plot. Give me wisdom and more CIA assets. Tobu. To- Tobu. I've... <coughs> I'm jumping between <laughs> voices. Too. It's, not, it's not easy going between them. Tobu, I felt I felt like sending this letter to America, asking for crusaders to come to Tuganda. But Pastor Duncan, if the Lord is guiding you, then day will come. My precious brethren, let's pray that the letter reaches Tim Clark and James Carter, and the Lord leads them to Tegonda. She, yeah. dear Father, help us. Yes, Miss. Yes, Lu Fang. <laughs> What's the report on uh, Mr. Big Mouth,
0: Is he becoming more effective with our support?
1: Yes, Lu Fang. Zulu now much more effective. We have purchased a loud loudspeaker system, four trucks and a printing press. Zulu will speak tonight at rally. Good, I will be there.
0: This way I can gain more control over Scarface while he's being destroyed by the Hatchet Man. Your responsibility, Wong, is to build up the Zulu to the point where we can topple Scarface's administration. I need to tell you to cost the farrier. No, Rufang. Oh, I needn't tell
1: you. <laughs> Elodore, have Mr. Clark and Mr. Carter in my office in ten minutes, please.
0: Yes, Mr.
1: Harris. Gentlemen, I have a letter from Reverend Duncan in Tuganda, East Africa, and he needs your help. You know our policy when the Lord supplies the funds needed. <laughs> we do whatever we want needed for your trip. You stay until your mission is completed. and Your jobs will always be waiting for you here. Eleanor already checked. You'll need $3,300. So they're basically mercenaries at this point. This is what they're I'm getting. They're fucking mercenaries. Yeah, they someone, work for the Someone CIA. sends you money, they show up, <laughs> and they kick ass. Got it. Uh, here, here. We'll, we'll okay. go. Do a-
0: We're good. God damn it. I don't know what fucking <laughs> voice I'm doing I anymore. You're
1: Jim. I think now you're going to be Jim. <laughs> I'm a white guy? Okay. We'll go in for
0: prayer, Mr. Harris. Wednesday Excuse night's prayer meeting.
1: Excuse me, me. Jim. I'm, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the old <laughs> white lady here. Okay, Excuse You gotta make me, her sound Jim. sexier. Excuse me, Jim. She's supposed she's to be old, right? Smooth just, just black
0: skin in. of yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Jim. Last night I dreamed I saw Africa and your face appeared. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> drew a little money out of the bank i, I believe the lord wants you in africa $3500 how much I'm fucking old
0: white bitch for
1: $3500 how much jim as if i didn't know
0: praise the lord
1: that's it meanwhile
0: let's go pack <laughs> meanwhile uh and now then, brother, you've been waiting to hear our future leader, Zulu! Hooray! The one guy. We have a leader who is evil inside, and he is on the outside. I love how this is all, like, outwardly evil. Like, they're, like, stoked. We have a leader who is as evil inside as he is on the
1: outside.
0: How- oh, I thought he was stoked. No, he's,
1: he's going to start calling for a revolution.
0: <laughs> I can tell. How can we respect our country when the ugly dogs treat us like vermin? It's time we threw Scarface out of office. He is corrupt. His administration is filled with gangsters. And our nation is laughed
1: at by the whole
0: world. Zulu was right. He is ruthless. I write that.
1: Yes, Lufeng.
0: Scarface is a liar. Scarface is a traitor. Our glorious country. We must rise. One man hang his ugly crack ass to a tree. Carcass to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Down with Scarface. Up with Zulu. Live long live Tonganga.
1: So Toganda's like the Chick Track version of Wakanda. I think.
0: I think so. I like this. All right, this is Fang. Ras and I, I, heard your dangerous speech made by Zero. Could my country give you some assistance with the sirens to trouble this troublemaker? My secret police can handle it. Rufang, thank you. I think that was Scarface. What's Scarface's voice like? He's got to be like an angry black man. Um, well, this is the but, kid.
1: This is the kid grown up, right?
0: Yeah. Next time Zulu makes a speech, I want him arrested on the spot. Yes, Excellency. I got enough of these problems to solve that sarcastic traitor trying to undermine my administration, in
1: fact. I want him arrested as soon as possible. Oh, have caution, Your Excellency. It will cause a greater division among the people. And don't forget, Zulu is loved as one of our heroes of the revolution. He's a run and sword on my side. I find him. Where he will be speaking next, I
0: want you to be there. We'll squash him like a bug.
1: Yes, Excellency. Reverend.
0: Reverend Duncan, come. Here's a letter from America for you. Oh, thank you, Tobu. I
1: feel like that's not his name. He just calls him <laughs> Tobu. <laughs> it says well, here you just, call the... him, you just call him Toby. Come <laughs> here, Toby. <laughs> it says here the, the Crusaders will be here in a week.
0: Are they white brothers, reverend? No, Tobu. One of them's black, just like yourself. Praise the Lord. I hate you crackers. That same night, a mysterious man cautiously moves through the dark streets, avoiding the police.
1: I have some news for Zulu. Did anyone follow you? No. Come in.
0: My white brother... Tobu tells us that a black man is coming from America to help the white missionaries. Yes, Zulu.
1: It would be interesting to talk with this strange, brainwashed black imperialist. Let me know when he arrives. Yes, Zulu. Jam, I felt... (laughs) Jam, I felt... What the hell does I felt lead? I felt lead that's led. because the what spirit to... is like telling you god is telling you i felt led to do this that's oh, okay, straight okay. christian okay, talk yeah it. yeah that's why it was going right over my okay got it got it Got it. i think the last time i just said i felt like because i felt like it was a a typo okay jim i felt led to give you this blanket for the trip i won't fight it miss taylor you know
0: i don't like the blankets and that i don't understand why but the lord
1: does he sounds very angry to be receiving this present. No, he's happy. Bing. Welcome to Toganda. Please remain seated until the aircraft comes to a full stop. You must be ready to pass through customs.
0: This is my first time in an all-black country. I hear they don't like my cup. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I
1: think you might have <laughs> inverted <laughs> That's
0: right, Whitey. That's right, Whitey. They don't like your kind. <laughs> How long are you going to be in Tongonga?
1: About three weeks.
0: Okay, pass on.
1: Having problems? Having Timothy? problems, Tamasi? Not really. This will be. This will just make me more humble. Thank.
0: You. That's you. Buddy. Oh, yeah, that's me.
1: <laughs> oh, thank God, you you two made it. Out, my dear brother. Who are they? I, I must report this to Lu Fang. Bing, calls Peking. Ding, China.
0: Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Run a check on your embassy, Emerson Crock, and James Carter. I want to know all. there is to know about them immediately.
1: Was was that just the, how his his telephone <laughs> rings? It makes that noise. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hold on. Let's see who. Okay, this is the old guy talking. Why is why is the President Kruma forcing these missionaries out of Uganda? He hates whites. He suffered horribly as a child when he was viciously beaten by a white soldier. Is that where he got his scars? Yes. Now we're paying for that stupid hateful act some 40 years later. As ye know, so shall ye reap. Amen. What a wonderful welcome.
0: And all of them... All our brothers and sisters in Christ.
1: Ooh, Ooh is, isn't that black one handsome? Mm-hmm. Guess, he's beautiful. Zulu, they've come, the black American. Good, I want to talk to this man. I have many questions.
0: Ah, hmm, this is worse than I saw. These men are the Crusaders. Who took the microframe to Bucharest and smashed the occult ring in California? Make sure you keep Zero away from these Wong. Yes, Lufeng. Ooh, I don't know who that's talking. That's the African boy. It's the guy that, on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Riv Duncan Zulu is outside. He wants to speak to the Black American.
1: Zulu, this is quite a surprise. Who is he doctor? Well, Zulu's a dangerous political adversary of the president. It could be dangerous Jim. D- do you do you want to talk with him? I'd be delighted. Hello, Zulu. I'm Jimmy Carter.
0: you want you want to come inside? No, no. <laughs> let's go <laughs> do, both. do go both talk to that let's go talk by that tree. <laughs> Where are you in donganga? I'm here to help Dr. Duncan. But he's white. I know. Did your country send you? Are you a CIA agent? Yes. No, Zulu. God sent me. You sound crazy. (laughs) Why did you call the white foreigner your brother? Because we are brothers, Zulu. We have heard. Have you heard about Jesus Christ? (laughs) Are you going to teach... Are you going to preach a white man's religion to me? What I'm going to tell you is for every color. This is what God sent thousands of miles so he could have me sit here and talk with you. Color means nothing to God Almighty. The thing is, he is concerned with is your destiny. You mean you here in Tonganga? No, I mean in eternity. Apologies, you try to choose the winning party. My Bible tells me what's the winning side and the right side. You are on the losing team. Is that because I'm not a religious man? Even if you were, you still miss out. The world is filled with millions of religious people who don't know Jesus and are still on the losing side. You see Zulu, It was the religious people who put the creator of the universe on a cross. Are you trying to tell me that Jesus is the creator of the universe? Absolutely.
1: I'm confused. Aren't you religious? No. I'm a Christian. And I I like how Tim and the old guy here are like, yeah, he's getting them. He's breaking them down. Get them.
0: (laughs) Zulu. God says in his Bible, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means I'm going to miss heaven and I'm going to hell? That's right. But I got some good news. God loves you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. For God so loves Zulu that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. If that Zulu believes in him, then Zulu should not perish but have everlasting life. You mean, if I believe, I'll go to heaven? Yes, yeah, Zulu. That's what God's love
1: is a gift to you. When you receive Jesus as your... Per- I want to read this like a, like a car salesman. When you receive Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, then that blood that he shed on the cross washes away your sins, and God will never remember them again. Revelations 1, 5, H-E-B, 10, 10, 17, 18. Jesus is coming back again to take control of this earth. That man is
0: destroying. When he does, he wants you to rule with him. You mean that much? He loves me that much? What must I do? Explain this. This is vital to me. Simply put your total trust in Jesus Christ to save you according to the promises of his word. God will will hear you your prayers, and save you when you call upon him. Zulu, in your own words, admit you have sinned against God. Ask for forgiveness, and invite Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Oh, oh God, I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died for my sins, and on the cross, and saved me, and into my heart, Lord Jesus. He changed me. I feel clean. I must know everything about my lord. Teach me, Jim. I will do my best. My
1: new brother. Mama, may I serve him? I've never seen you so anxious to help, Ruth. Don't forget you're engaged to Tonga. Oh, Mama, stop it. I just want to help.
0: Pastor, I didn't know you had such beautiful girls
1: here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh... Thank you, Splash. Oh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm afraid. It was my fault. Of course. They just needed washing anyway. James, this is a perfect description of a flattering mouth worketh ruin. (laughs) I don't get it. I know it's a Bible joke, but it's not funny and I don't get it.
0: (laughs) Uh-uh. What's that black American talking to Root about? She's my girl. He's looking for a wife. She's smiling at him. I don't like this. She's mine. I'll get rid of him fast. Nobody is going to take Root away from me. Nobody. Officer, I've got something to tell you about the two Americans at the mission station.
1: You mean the tourists? They are not tourists. What are you trying to say? The missionaries, missionaries, what's your name?
0: Tonga. I don't know who's talking. Missionaries, re- I don't even know whose voice I'm doing. Who is this angry black man? Is a Scarface.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Missionaries,
0: revoke visas. I want them out of this country by Friday. Not by them
1: immediately. <laughs> Some Schwarzenegger started coming out. Yeah. There. Yes, sir. Black Schwartz.
0: Reverend, the police are here.
1: Timothy Emerson Clark, James Carter, you will depart from this country this Friday. Your visas are revoked. Why? You us, your missionaries. Officer, where did you get this information? From Tonga. Oh, oh my, <laughs> not Tonga! And hold up, they are missionary. Like, they're either CIA or they're missionaries. Those are the only two options, right? So they're obviously lying to this dude. Tonga, did you tell the police that our guests were missionaries? Yes,
0: Pastor. I was jealous. I thought Mr. Carter was going to steal Root away from me. That's unfortunate, Tonga. You see, I'm engaged, too. Would you like to see a picture of my girl? While you're looking at this, I want to get something for, I want. What? Am I too drunk to read? (laughs) (laughs) While you're looking at this, I want you to get something for you. I'll be right back. I have a gift for you both. The Lord had me bring to Africa for your wedding. Oh my! Well, I'm
1: also him. All right. But don't you at me?
0: <laughs> no, my brother. The Bible tells us that all things work out together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to
1: His purpose. I have learned a very good lesson. Thank you for your kindness, Jim. Tonga, God knows what He's doing, even if we don't understand. Your Excellency, Zulu is speaking tonight at a rally.
0: Good. I've been waiting for this. Are the secret police ready?
1: Yes, Excellency. Just as soon as you give me the signal. Oh, tonight, I give you our next leader Zulu. My brothers,
0: I've been a fool. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against the president and against God. When God allows a man to lead a nation like President Krumah. We are supposed to back him. Dude, this is some goddamn psyopy bullshit that they've done to Christians. (laughs) Like we're supposed to support our fucking leaders. We are supposed to back him with all of our support. Our president has suffered enough. As a child, he was cruelly treated by the country that ruled over us. We pray for our president. Uh, this is this one, I tell you to keep him
1: away from the fucking crusade didn't I? Yes Rufang You're a dead man Oh I know I plead to you good
0: citizens the bible says you must submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the lord's sake whether it be for the king as supreme or unto the governors and as unto them they are sent by him by the press, by God damn it, and as <laughs> and as them, we are sent by Him for the punishment of the evildoers, and for the praise of all that means well. We must give our total support to one man, lift him up to God in daily prayer. Revolutions and riots against God or against God's law. Are you going to obey God? And then the crowd is just like yes, yes. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I don't know. I don't know how true that is, right? Revolution and riots are against God's laws. I don't know if uh, you want to go
0: Old Testament or New Testament, because Old Testament uh, God was like, "We're, we're going to conquer Christians, this right?
1: nation. We're going to
0: kill every single man, woman, and child and animal, and then you're going to take uh, take the women though, rape them, and make new babies." That's but, some old. That's some Old Testament. But if you're talking Christians, like so, Christ, New Testament.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, a few I, pages before he said that I'm not a religious man; I'm a Christian. So they're specifically yeah. talking New Testament here. So anyway, yeah. yeah, money. I mean, I mean, Christ going into the money changers and flipping tables like he just lost. The Jesus monopoly. is pretty radical.
0: Yeah, Jesus <laughs> is pretty nonviolent. This might be right, but I I don't like it, <laughs> Excellency. I can't believe my ears. Neither can I. It has been reported that it is very close to the two Americans. I want to, I want those two Americans in my office. First thing in the morning. Yes, sir. Why? You realize I must make an example of you to the others. Yes, Rufang. My work is finished here because you are bungering. Wreck Ruf- is being resting to you. Oh no! Some in there! One was unfortunate. No! Yeah. <laughs> we are riving here within hours of Singapore. Get my jet ready. Yes, Rufang. I will never forget the Crusader for there. I know that we will cross our paths again. And when it does, I will destroy them.
1: Dude, I like really hope he's a reoccurring character.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next morning,
0: Excellency, there is a James Carter in a Timothy Clark.
1: How do you do, huh? sir? Is that How mean? you do, sir? <laughs> How you doing?
0: How are you, Mister Clark? I can't. I can't do. I think I shot my <laughs> voice.
1: <laughs> How do you do, Mister Carter? <laughs> Mister President. Hello. Um, I got the point. He doesn't want to shake my hand.
0: <laughs> right, that's what's going and on white here. White man getting cocked hard. Yes.
1: I don't. I don't <laughs> know his cool magic handshake. Oh.
0: If anybody is listening to this live, we I posted a fucking video to Instagram today, and it's a bunch of white Christians. And they're on their knees and they're like praying and they're apologizing to black people. And it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's fucking great. White people step up your game and stop apologizing for shit.
1: Honest. I mean, um, <laughs> you posted that out of context, though. If you watch the whole end of that video, they're apologizing for little Xan at the end. Who's little Xan? Lil and SoundCloud rappers. Are
0: you being serious or are you fucking around? No, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm I'm
1: half serious. <laughs> they, should be, they should be apologizing for little Xan, but that's not what it was about. Uh, I'm
0: too slow to get the jokes.
1: What did you, you do, do know who to Zulu? Is, which is technically, I don't.
0: It should be, yeah. My son has fucking introduced me to some dog shit, though. Like uh, that XXX Tentation and like. Little Peep and all kinds of dog shit too. So just the just the dead ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the dead ones, yeah. <clears throat> and Juice World. He actually made some good music. Some of Juice World wasn't bad. Okay. What did you do to Zulu? We're the dudes here, the Lord Jesus Christ. did you are missionaries? No, sir. That motherfucker's lying. Do you Do you feel the same way as Zulu about me?
1: Oh, yes, Mr. President. Everything he said was scriptural. Please, you can have my wife. Can I watch?
0: <laughs> you must leave tomorrow as planned. I want to keep the Reverend Duncan here, but I have ordered all other missionaries out. I won't change my mind. I'll see you to the car. We'll be praying
1: for you, Mister President.
0: I'm sure I'll make. i sure I'll make out all right without your prayers. Thank you. There there he years. I'll yeah, kill yeah, him now.
1: Look now. stand back, Mister President. Damn ugly devil. Who's he talking to here? Because technically, the the president's the Scarface, right? Mm-hmm. So no, he he's wants the to ugly devil but the, but the white guy is technically the devil But the black guy is the ugly one But he's talking about mm-hmm. the president here right Die you ugly devil
0: Are you alright sir You You jumped in front of me to protect me I tried to save your life But But he could have killed you And you're white God bless you sir Goodbye, Mr. President. I can't understand it. Nothing makes sense no
1: more. Hurry, I want to see before they board the plane. Oh, I don't know who the hell's talking (laughs) to (laughs) Oh, this is... Oh, is Uh, that... Hurry (laughs) up! I want to see them before they board the plane. Yes, Your Excellency. Even though we're leaving, somehow I believe God's going to work it all out. Look... Here comes the president's car. Mr. President, this is an unexpected honor.
0: I just want to tell you before you left, all the missionaries can stay in this country as long as I can do anything about it.
1: Oh, praise the Lord.
0: Brave Duncan, as soon as they leave, I want you and Zulu to come to my office and I want you to introduce me to Jesus Christ.
1: It will be a pleasure, sir. I never dream it would turn out like this. No, I think I think this is the one is, <laughs> these are the I Christ never dream it would
0: turn out like
1: this. <laughs> and I think it might be
0: reversed again, <laughs> whatever.
1: Hey, <laughs> Tim. Is
0: anything too hard for the Lord? The end. You guessed it. President Krumah received Jesus as his Lord. That same day, he also received eternal life. In heaven, Scarface will have no scars. His new body will be without spot or blemish. Jesus loves the, unho- the unlovely, the frightened, and the unwanted. He wants to give you security and peace of mind and his great love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next story pla- takes place in India. Oh no! I even, what's the what's the accent? Give us a preview. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to listen to some. I'm gonna have to fucking Indian,
0: Indian, Indian accent. No, what the fuck oh, is that? Is everything still either still Jamaican like... or German? <laughs> like I can't fucking.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did something evil in that room? <laughs> You're gonna have to do some Duolingo <laughs> courses to, to ramp up here. <laughs> so Get don't miss hindies. the
0: Exorcist. So next fucking next one is about fucking exorcism. That's gonna be dope as fuck.
1: I gotta say, oh. man, after after reading through this one again, having no idea what I was about to read as we got into each of these, I've got questions. I've got a lot of questions because they're shoot. Different. Because the premise here is that they're, I'm going to use air quotes here, but they are in air quotes missionaries, but they also happen to be like trained mercenaries. And that's just happens to be their background, but now they're kind of just fighting for the Lord, but they don't actually do any fighting here. But it's like the, the only way that they could get the passports and get into this country and have the resources to get around. They'd have to be CIA agents. Like, there's no other way around that, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're absolutely either CIA agents or they're missionaries. Uh, they're right wing as fuck, two. dude. You know they're
0: getting funded by like, like, because this is no, this is pre that. Maybe not. I was gonna say this is like, uh, what the fuck is his name? That son of a bitch. Uh,
1: well, I think I mean really I think this, this is contemporary with the time that it was written because this is 1974, right? And I looked up and this Krumah um, which, funny enough, I don't even think Jack Chick was like, ah, we don't have to figure out how to spell his name. We're just going <laughs> to put it in there phonetically. I think this here is what they're saying Scarface, um, although all the pictures here... Show I mean, he just had a massive 60s. fucking forehead. But I don't see any scars unless it was, like, really minor. Like, here it kind of looks like maybe... He had a okay. scar. I don't Yeah, I don't, maybe you know, or I mean, he's not missing an eye. Like, nothing looks anywhere close to uh to Scarface as they portray him. I mean, this guy doesn't even have a he's probably got a dead eye behind there, right? Which might be mm-hmm. the case towards the end of life, but I I was doing some searches and I didn't see any. Is Tonganga a star. real country?
0: Where the fuck was this? What country is
1: this? Gun to Gunda. Uganda. Is it a priest
0: precursor to Uganda, or completely made up? It was took
1: it. I got that spelled right, right? I think so. Uh, it just says in East, East Africa. Africa. Keep going.
0: Keep going. Stop the car. Here's all the horrible shit. Dude, he looks so
1: fucked up. Toganda. Toganda. Yep. No shit. Nope. Topanga. <laughs> oh, you know what? Here we go. It's a town Uganda. from a Crusaders comic. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. Wait, so it's it
0: supposed might... to be Uganda.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense. So, it is with this guy from Uganda.
0: Ghana. What does it say about his early background? Didn't say he got his ass beat by British?
1: Uh, I, I think actually Jack Trick personally beat this dude up and then converted him.
0: What did Jack Tri- Jack Chick look like? I know we probably looked at him.
1: Uh, they actually, I mean, they've got a picture of him on chick.com. Um, they, I think, until he passed, there was no pictures of him anywhere unless you dug it out from like a yearbook somewhere. Uh, and, I, and actually, I think that people were selling yearbooks on eBay with Jack Chick in the title, of like, hey, here's uh, you know, an actual picture of this elusive Jack Chick. Uh, here we go. But I know the last time I checked this because the um, I would I messaged you about this earlier, Daniel something or Do they other have halloween tracks did you see that oh, dude the, the halloween tracks were the ones <laughs> where i think i i got introduced to them here we go all right so here we go here's a younger version of them
0: what kind of name is chick
1: fucking badass name there he is uh starting out so i guess he, he was working in like uh ad agencies um yeah, like so here's like the kind of things that he was drawing. It was just like little quirky stuff for you know, newspaper and stuff. Here's his very first book that he ever made. It was like a huge eight by ten or something. And then there we go. There's the dude towards the end. All right. He looks like he fucks.
0: <laughs> you think big Og? Probably big hawk. You got to be a big hawk to fucking do this.
1: (laughs) You think so? (laughs) Yeah. Think it? Think it worked all the way to ninety two? (laughs) No. Okay, that's that's fair enough. I I do feel dumb though because now I'm not convinced if if Taganda is real or not. But I I was joking before, but it legitimately is just the jack chick version of. Wakanda. It's like his racist version of Wakanda. toganda It's, it's fucking tough, dude. And yeah, so, <laughs> so the other thing to do with the, That long cigarette with the fucking... Well, and it was almost like uh, offensive to me as a reader, just like insulting my intelligence for, here's this dude and all they have to do is fly over there and talk to him about Jesus over the course of a 20-minute conversation and the dude's just willing to give up I assume all the other cultural heritage that's ever been instilled in him through the rest of his life. He's just willing to give it all up in this one conversation. And then he even admits towards the end, he's like, I don't even know anything about this stuff that you're talking about. Just like, give me more about it later on. You know? How about the entire
0: fucking mob, the whole crowd he had, and he's just like, you know what? Jesus wouldn't want us to do this. (laughs) And they're all just like, Yes. Yeah, it's pretty that gay. might be uh, an interesting tactic <laughs> though.
1: If you ever find yourself about to get jumped, just start invoking Jesus, and that should every time. That, should, that should clear it up. That should clear it up. This artwork, though,
0: it's good. It's uh, it looks like it's slightly less detailed. Like I think the further they go with uh the series
1: huh yeah i mean you can uh, definitely tell and also they leaned in a little bit more into like the the typical sort of like offset printing process here like you can almost see like the the colors see i think you call this Mm. um uh aberratic cremation or i've got that that word butchered right now um but that's kind of when you see like the colors offset you get this little pink halo around the bottom and then like around the top of his head just because when they did the the four different colors one was a little bit offset from the other one but um you can also tell when that the offset happens that there's a little bit less detail in the coloring using the same colors and a lot more solids than they did in the last one Mm -hmm. that said though this i still think this would have like this this page in particular especially with this plane here yeah, this probably would have held up to any other comic you could have picked off the rack in 1974. I think uh, Dude, you know, it's detail wild. and color. Was and he selling these, or were these free? The, the comic books he was selling, actually, if you look at the yeah the front, I think it said like 89 cents or 39 cents. There we go. Dope. but he was not necessarily making a huge profit on these. Um, the reason that they did the covers to these, are still dope, it just man. well, it just costs so much for the distribution, the printing, the um, the shelf space alone, right? Because how many chick tracks could you fit in the span of one comic cover? Probably like six to eight different chick tracks here. Um, so and the chick tracks, like they did sell a little bit better because a church would go and buy like 10,000 of them but a church isn't going to go and buy 10,000 of Scarface. You know what I mean? This is going to be in. They wanted to bring
0: the kids in. They would have.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could tell you, I would have, I would have paid a lot more attention if they handed me this on the the way into church one morning. We didn't get anything like this in a Roman Catholic church at all. You're barely even a lot of talk. So (laughs) dude.
0: Yeah. We're going to get further into the series. Like I can remember some of them, and it's going to get hard anti Catholic. It's. So I'm good. actually a,
1: a, super excited about those because I have, you know, I've I've got the other end of that. I mean, I, I went to um, you know Sunday school as a as a Catholic kid up until the age like twelve or something. Until I just made it so unbearable for my parents, they finally were like, "Fucking fine, let them stay home." You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, I I you know I did everything. I went through the communion. Um, I got baptized. Obviously, that one was way earlier than I remember it. Um, but I had to like remember all the stupid sayings and, you know, take the Eucharist and go through the whole, on, like, you know, quiz the Sunday school teacher on the, the specifics of transubstantiation, which was toward the, the end of the decline, right? Because, like, the more questions you ask, the less they want to start calling on you at that point.
0: Yeah, that's funny as shit. You might have saved your asshole, man.
1: My, like uh, just maybe honestly, I wasn't I wasn't that good looking as a kid. I don't think I would have I would have been like the B roster, <laughs> but there was there was way too many A rosters in my town. Hey, but...
0: hey, don't be harsh on yourself. <laughs> Somebody would have diddled you. They would. <laughs> you were diddleable okay? Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I appreciate that. I'm still working through some insecurity issues over that.
0: What's wrong with me? I have been over all the time in front of the priest. <laughs>
1: actually fun i mean this is a total tangent but i remember when i when i joined the military um on the way in my recruiter was the you know i'm not gonna say like a piece of shit human being but piece of shit in that i mean classical recruiter fashion just lied about every single opportunity and what everything meant but one of the things that he told me that i didn't follow is they said don't ever volunteer for anything If, if um you know like someone comes into the barracks and they want to ask if you want to do anything just like shut up you know don't don't talk about it to anybody uh how do i stop my screen here here we go and uh so for whatever reason they come in and they're like who here is really religious and just something in my head like i wasn't super religious but something in my head was like there's no way you can be punished for saying that you're the most religious one in here right so i was like you know let's go let's it let's see what happens here so i raise my hand and told my Roman Catholic, like, great, you know, you're going to be chaplain for um, for like your flight for the, the duration of training. So for boot camp every Sunday, every time Sunday came up, instead of having to get up early and do KP duty in the kitchen or having to do like barracks duty or anything else, I would just walk over to the Roman Catholic chapel and get them set up. And I don't and I'm not sure how much you understand about Roman Catholicism and the whole transubstantiation thing. But essentially it happens in every single mass. So that Eucharist literally turns into the body of Christ and that wine literally turns into the blood of Christ. And once that happens, you can't just pour Christ's blood down the drain, you know, like you have to drink it. So uh, I think like there was this secret cheat code. If anyone's out there is about to go into the military, volunteer for Roman Catholic uh, chapel duty. Because every Sunday you will get absolutely drunk smashed because you're going to have to drink like four chalices full of wine after, you know, just like running for weeks and weeks on end. Nothing but water and, you know, saltpeter and whatever else they give you. So anyways, that was that was the one time that that uh, being, you know, Roman Catholic has paid off uh, in spades, in my opinion. What
0: do you have to do? Did you have to like like do a fucking ceremony? Did you have to like did you have to like do a sermon?
1: Uh, As I mean, chaplain? I was, so I, I worked for the chaplain they called they called you like the chaplain assistant more than the, the chaplain itself okay because um, chaplain's like an officer like you're you're pretty heavy invested in the military in order to even get to that level but yeah, I was the little dude that rang the bells when you know when they they magically turned the crackers into the um in the flesh you hear the little ching ching, ching 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 like i got to do the little bells thing and then i got to hand out the wine and the wafers and then obviously whatever didn't get finished like i was the only one back there doing it all uh, and it was cool too because um i had never been to any other kind of religious service and the the chapel shared with lutheran and a baptist and i think a protestant and i remember going to the other services just when like the the roman catholic service wasn't going and I can't remember. if it, I think it was the Protestant. I want to say the Protestant. And I go in there. I'm like, these motherfuckers are watching movie clips from like fucking Robin Williams movies. And like they're passing out saltine crackers and little like mini grape juice things. And they're like singing and dancing. And it was just like, man, if if like you just kind of sneeze at the wrong time in a Roman Catholic service, like everyone gives you a nasty look. And, you know. Uh, if you like close your eyes too long or like look, you're like you're nodding off. But in like the I I could have sworn I was a Protestant. I was like, there's no falling asleep in Protestant. It turned into like a fucking rave at some point. Almost like a Dude, mosh pit started forming.
0: There's probably a video online already because we got a YouTube channel for my church. Like we were dancing around. Like we all held hands and like danced around the whole fucking service. And like we're like partying basically. It was and what, it was and a what lot denomination of fun. is this? I have no idea. It's not a real denomination. I go to like a. A slavic jewish christian uh like what, what do you call that like we're fucking pro- uh, we speak in tongues what do you call that i can't remember oh uh, pentecostal <laughs> yeah we're pentecostals so okay. we're like jewish russian you're the Frust- pentecostals you're
1: the, you're the scary ones dude <laughs> dude we have it's a great time it's wonderful <laughs> Out of all the, at least the way that I was raised, and of all the denominations, I was taught that the, the Roman Catholics are the most naive because they believe in like all the, sh- like every little thing, kind of like literally you believe in it. And all the angels and all the, you know, all of the, the patron saints, like you just believe anything the Pope tells you, you believe it. But the Pentecostals were always absolutely terrifying because they were the ones with the snakes and the fucking fire eating and the ones that talked in tongues. And, and uh, I don't, I don't remember if this ever came up directly in church, but I absolutely remember that there was like a specific concept that people that talk in tongues are basically letting like the devil talk through them. Like, that's not like if God wants you to talk, he's going to, he's going to talk through Latin, right? He's not going to have you just like, yeah, cause make that makes tongue. sense. <laughs> yeah, Jesus spoke Latin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's goofy dude i don't know like like christians don't believe their bible then what about pentecost like anyways whatever (laughs) yeah no we have fun dude no we like literally will dance and like we have flags and we'll like fucking we'll have a good time like so so where do you stand
1: now so where, where did you where did you stand when you were first uh getting these books as a kid right and then where do you stand now
0: as far as like uh so I was like raised ultra fucking Christian in a, like a mega pentecostal kind of like that was like my background and then I like went hard atheist dude went hard atheist I was a fucking mm-hmm. socialist asshole atheist dickhead and then so wait
1: hold on that was this was this uh let's see 13 through 23 or 25 probably okay yeah. all right yeah and then I hung on know to happened? it for a minute. What happened? Right, 26,
0: 27. Yeah. Uh that's a good question. I just started doing a lot of mushrooms, dude. I'd been doing a lot of mushrooms and I would just I just started feeling I started feeling other people's uh I felt Christ in other people. Like I could feel the Godhead in someone else. And I started being able to visibly see it. Like, I could sense that, like, this they have a spark of the divine, they have the Holy Spirit within them as well. And I started seeing people more as humans. I was a dick, dude. I was a fucking asshole. I wanted to, like, fight people. I just wanted to, like, fuck and get drunk and just, like, fight. I was a dick. And, like, I started doing massive amounts of fucking mushrooms. And, like, I started, like, starting to recognize the humanity in other people uh, and started being less of a sociopath, asshole and uh yeah and then all of a sudden like i was hanging out with like homeless people like uh when you know when the bars would like go out you know like you're we're last call and what shitty in portland is we have like really awesome fucking trains and stuff but they shut from like 2am to 5am so like last call if you don't make it to the train station even if you do it's not going to take you all the way home right cuz it fucking shuts at 2 so we got like 3 hours before it fucking starts again And so then I'd see these homeless folks that I would normally just like walk past or walk over. And I just started like talking to them. And I was like, hey, man, what's your story? Like, what's your name? And I would just start like chatting with them. I was like, man, do you need a hug? And so I was just sitting there and I'd be like hugging a homeless man. I'd be like, and I'm supposed to be an atheist at this point. And I was like, man, can I pray for you? Like, that's fucking, I'm like, I'm shocking myself. I'm like, why am I fucking praying for somebody? (laughs) You know, and and like I was praying to the universe for them, you know, like I would just hear their story and like what's going on in their lives. And, and, and I would just start praying for folks. And at this point I had like started turning into like a libertarian and I had turned into an anarchist and I was watching culture get like really shitty and evil. And I was watching like, I don't know, I started seeing shit get gross. And I was like starting to associate things with like good and bad and stuff and evil and, and good and, you know, that sort of fucking concept. And uh, I, my mom invited me back to church and I randomly just said, sure. So I fucking went and the pastor like had a sermon and I was waiting for him to piss me off. I was waiting for him to say something that was going to offend me because I was going to fucking let him have it, and he didn't. And then afterward, like I sat there and had a conversation with the guy for like an hour. We sat there and talked, and I told him – I was laying everything on him, dude. I was like, this is what I think about, like nationalism. This is what I think about, like Christianity. I think you're a bunch of fucking faggots. And he was like, yeah, you're right. Sure. And and he's like, I'd never have an American flag in here. And he, he was a fucking libertarian anarchist as well. And I didn't know that. And we sat there and we talked about like foreign policy and we talked about like, like the state of government and this, that, and the other. And I just kept going after that. And he's still a good friend of mine. He's, his name is Adam. And he was like one of the best pastors I've I've ever had.
1: He he fucking crusaded uh, you, bro. He did. Absolutely did. (laughs) Dude,
0: he, I, it was, dude. It was one conversation. Let me, let me tell you it's, something, it works like
1: that. Sit your ass down. I'm going to tell you about Sit it. Sit your ass, ass down, down, dummy.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it was great. And I, I've gone ever since. And then uh, that's the same church that I met my wife. And uh, we got married. And it's been fucking fantastic ever since. Uh, that particular church, unfortunately, he actually went to... Zim- where the fuck is he? He's in Tanzania. And he's uh, he's a missionary in Tanzania right now.
1: You say It's uh, the,
0: the Yeah, Tagonga. And we – so we go to this interesting church up in Vancouver, up in Washington, and it's fantastic. And our pastor's from Africa as well. He's from Ghana? I think he's from Ghana. And uh, he speaks fluent Russian. That's a crazy story. Like he he fucking got trained to be a doctor uh, in the USSR because that's what the USSR does. Fucking trains people to turn into fucking doctors. And he came here to the United States and passed all the – pass all the tests he's still a fucking doctor uh md and he's the shit man he's also our pastor it's a great that's church crazy.
1: man it's it's i wonder what the uh, your your atheist version would uh think of you now you know what i mean <laughs> he's a dipshit he'd call me a faggot retard
0: yeah. <laughs> and that's okay i think i was a faggot retard so it's great man no i i love jesus i love people i i like I don't know the last episode I was talking to somebody like we we're sitting there talking about all kinds of crazy shit. I was like, "What are you doing after this?" I was like, "Well, I got to get my sermon ready for tomorrow." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's you got to balance man. it out, right? You got to. It's yeah.
0: all I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get toasted as fuck, and I'm gonna call people faggot retards, and then I'm gonna go and preach at my church tomorrow, tell people about Jesus." <sighs> it's fantastic, man life's good. <laughs> I got my new job coming up next weekend. This is my last free weekend. So we got to find uh
1: we got to find like weekdays.
0: Are you ever good on Friday nights?
1: Uh yeah, but, Thursday but nights? probably earlier cuz I'm fucking dead okay during, like like during the, yeah. like today I had a fucking I had to do a power nap in order to to make this one, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, anytime uh like 6 uh after 6 eastern uh we can do that's the, perfect.
0: Yeah, we'll fucking do it, man. Yeah, this has been a fun ass series. And when you fucking write that book, I definitely want you back. That's gonna be dope as fuck.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm saving all of the really good juicy bits so that I can go on the little book tour, you know, as program. you should, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. No, and, and honestly, if if you find anything at all adrenochrome related, just pass it on to me, man. Cause I, I'm not even kidding when I say that. Like I'm trying to make it the most exhaustive thing that I can put out because Truly, if you went to go on Amazon right now and search for adrenochrome, you're going to find a bunch of fan fiction about, you know, just like crappy free Kindle stories. You're going to find a couple conspiracy theory related books. And then there's a few like trip reports where someone puts adrenochrome in like the headline, but then there's like four pages on they ordered it you know online there was there's one in particular that i was really excited about guy named something or other hidalgo and he actually documented the process of buying adrenochrome online and injecting it intravenously he tried smoking it he tried snorting it um which i was really excited to read about the effects but then it's like yeah i fucking tripped out and i you know i had this like really crazy experience oh but I also was on heroin and mescaline and, <laughs> and it's like, come on, bro. Where's the fucking control in this experiment? You know? Yeah, dude. If
0: you were a little bit closer, I'd say, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I fucking go get some from as a word, like, let's do some
1: adrenochrome. <laughs> well, well, I'll give a, I'll give one little hint towards that is that I, I don't think that, if you were to go and just buy Adrenochrome and inject it, it's not what we're talking about when we talk about Frazzled Drip yeah, Pizza Gate sort of you know QAnon stuff. It's not it's not the good shit because it um it's it decomposes extremely fast, and the only way you can stabilize it are one of of a few different ways. One of those ways is they crystallize it, and typically that crystallized form is what you see. But by the time you get it, I don't know. If, do you do um Are you familiar with like uh, cannabis concentrates at all? hmm okay so like you know there's like a difference between say like full spectrum um cold pressed rosin versus thc isolate right like if, yeah. if you don't know anything about it you figure like oh i'll just go and get some thc isolate that's 100 pure thc that's got to be the best thing right but the the common sort of consensus now which is quasi-scientific should they keep in the fridge. That is, you want that shit in yeah. the fridge, not the not the THC isolate, which is just pure THC. Because you just gonna get else. the shatter. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but yeah, if we're yeah. talking about like a full, um, what they call full spectrum, full plant. They freeze the entire plant and they squish it without any kind of solvents. And what you get as the result isn't just pure THC. It's usually something like 30% THC, and then it's got CBD, CBD. It's got all kinds of different terpenes. There's something which is known as the honorage effect. And the honorage effect means that you don't want just THC. You want THC mixed with CBD, CBG, CBH, like all these various components um, that like add to the whole experience. And 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't even know about half of these different little components that were in here. We knew about THC and CBD and maybe one of the other ones. Um, But like all the different advancements, mostly due to legalizations, allowed us to discover all this, these extra things. And just think about how many other components are part of that process that we haven't discovered yet. So the reason I bring that up is because I, I truly think that there's probably some equivalent of that honorage effect with cannabis. Now apply that honorage effect to adrenochrome. So it's not just the isolated adrenochrome chemical. You got to get, like,
0: the, the. you got to get the sweat off that child's skin. Well, that's, you got to get, mean, like, <laughs> you got to get you're, the You're, old, jo- you're joking yeah, a little bit, yeah, but, but
1: honestly, like, the I oxidization process on, on where it yeah. goes from, <laughs> when it goes from adrenaline into adrenochrome, like, there's a chemical reaction happening so there's probably other byproducts of that reaction and i'm i'm almost guaranteeing that it's that like those other things it's like whatever the equivalent of adrenochrome would be like "Mm, that's spicy or oh i want some Mm -hmm. of that like you know you get a little bit of salt too from like (laughs) putting your
0: lips directly on the child's skin
1: you get the little. I mean, we're 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 laughing here, but I legitimately think that there's something to. And you gotta feed them
0: right too, flavor. too. Like, I, yeah, I bet there's like, yeah, free range is a lot better than if they're just <laughs> yeah, eating McDonald's. It, like, it,
1: like <laughs> it's it's the uh, the mass produced MK Ultra Monarch. Uh, what do they call it? The woodpecker grid, where they put all the kids in like little metal cages that like shock them at infrequent um sort of like intervals so that they never expect it coming but that's like the range version like you want the free range where they just get shocked by a cattle prod like out in the open range every once in a while right
0: what do they feed them what's like a good diet do you think
1: uh each other i mean (laughs) right probably
0: (laughs) You give them the leftover for kids, and the, the, the aftermath. That you just fucking feed them. Have,
1: have you ever? Have you ever done any um, Project Monarch or MK Ultra mind control research? I mean, like Frit, Fritz Springmeier and, and Cisco Wheeler, I think.
0: Yes and no. <laughs> yes, like as far as like I've. Yes, a little bit, but what do they feed them? <laughs> they feed well, them
1: well, it's, it's not about it's not about food, but there was two uh, experiments, and I I think that these were both from Fritz Springmeier's, um, like, what's it called? The instructions on how to con- create an Illuminati mind control slave or something. But but one of them was called the Daisy Test, and it was just completely arbitrary, and it was basically the a kid would stand in front, and he'd pick up a daisy, and he'd be, "I love you, I love you not, I love you, I love you not." And if you left and if he ended at the last pedal was, I love you, then your life was spared. But if it ended with, I love you not, you just were immediately killed in front of all the other kids. And it was just to instill this like absolutely arbitrary, like even if you passed every other test up to this point, your life was literally being dictated by whether or not they pulled the pedal. There was another one called the, uh, the fire test or the fire purification test where they'd put the kids on either side of this glass panel in this room and again almost arbitrarily one either the left side of the room or the right side of the room would just immediately erupt in the flames and everyone would be cooked alive and if the the kids on the other side of that window watching showed any sort of emotion whatsoever they get put on to the other side for the next round it was like it was like a crazy version of squid games but for like yeah children essentially
0: so the skeptic in you did all this shit really happen
1: is any of this like the, the skeptic part of me is way <laughs> less fun to talk to so yeah that's like the theories that come up and i like playing with like what other people say i don't think so man i don't think that not, at least the daisy test and that fire test i don't think hap- because the real concept is they happen like underneath the denver international airport or it was in like some secret bunker somewhere i do think that these tests are direct Correlations to things that the Nazis were doing at the time. And man, to tell you the truth, between the end of World War II ending we, around we like hired all those goddamn God, Nazi and, soldiers, we hired yeah, them, and the scientists. Then, and if you look, some of that very original adrenochrome research, um, at least when it started having a name Adrenochrome assigned to it, because I think you could probably pin it back to the 30s. Um, around when they first started playing with it, but they got into full swing around 1951 to 55, which again is like right after all the the Nuremberg trials are a little bit over, and you know we've moved on a little bit. We're in this big booming sort of economy. You know the, the US essentially is the only winner of World War II at this point, and then bam, all of a sudden this adrenochrome research comes out, and so much of it seems to be tied to like those older Nazi experiments, and not just because uh Nazis did torture and adrenochrome comes from torture, that's the conspiracy theory aspect. But the actual factual version of this is that they knew that adrenochrome was related to schizophrenia, dementia, people that had absolute mental breakdowns. So if they're sitting there and they're torturing you for, you know, months, weeks, months, years on end, you're going to break at some point. And once you break, like, your mind actually has a chemical change where now you are acting different for the rest of your life. And for a large um, portion of those people that legitimately become schizophrenic, you have, like, 4X plus times the amount of adrenochrome in your blood, specifically during some kind of a fit, because it would wait for someone to go into – some kind of a fit in the mental institution, draw the blood, compare the blood and be like, oh, wow, there's a lot more adrenochrome in here. Um, so like this comes mm. from that schizophrenia research and schizophrenia research is directly related to the craziest, most fucked up torture experiments that they find at, at you know, Dachau and all the others. Dude, to
0: me, that's the most fucked up thing. And I'm, I'm sort of glad that they can't necessarily just lock people up indefinitely anymore because, I mean, also, I mean, there are, like, crazy people in Portland that will, like, throw shit at you or try to, like, cut you with a piece of glass. It would be kind of nice to have them behind bars. But uh, <laughs> at this, also, at the same time, dude, though, you, like, back in the motherfucking day, like, if you were saying anything they didn't like, they could just call you fucking crazy and put you in a fucking padded cell lock you up and throw away the
1: fucking key well so like so in the 1920s a, and shit it's that's like, if you're a, a man if you're a woman it was like a hundred times right then because well, well not just that but <laughs> but your husband could just call up and say hey my oh wife's yeah and de- she's been depressed for a couple weeks they're like fucking carter ass in. we'll give her the electroshock therapy treatment if that doesn't work we might drill a little hole into the side of her head yeah. we'll return her she'll back be good you. and obedient she'll, she'll be good she'll after never that. complain bro she won't complain about nothing ever again she'll and... just sit suck your
0: dick like a lollipop for <laughs> hours
1: but it, <laughs> it really is fucked because people would legitimately call their spouses in over you know like My wife isn't, you know, doing her wifely duties and it's been a week now. And they're like, fucking get, you know, we're, we're sending over the the ambulance right now. Get the net. Get the net. We got this bitch.
0: You aren't spreading your fucking legs. And and there wasn't
1: necessarily like a hard end to it. Like it just kind of gradually became less and less sort of in vogue where, uh, originally it was like, oh, I can't believe you know Bob's having problems with his wife. Why haven't they sent her off to the sanitarium to get fixed yet? They must be having problems. Then like over the course of two to three decades, it's like, oh, I can't believe Bob sent his wife away. You know what a monster. And like once that started to happen, then public sentiment was like, let's just shut them all down. Now they're just going to be jail. And if they don't go directly to jail, then they kind of go into like an outpatient treatment area. Well, but, dude, I mean,
0: it, it sucked for kids too, because, like, my mom, okay, she was born in 1950, so this must have been in 1965. She was pregnant at 15 with my wet back. Well, I guess my dad wasn't a wet back, but his parents were. So my spick dad fucked my uh, fuck my, <laughs> fucked my mom, knocked her up. And her dad was like, You're giving this baby up for adoption. And she's like, No, I'm not. I'm keeping him. He goes, I'll put you in a fucking asylum. And if you could back then, you were fucking kids. Like that was the thing that sucked as a kid. Cause you had no autonomy as a fucking child. They'd just be like, yeah, my kid's crazy.
1: Well, I'm not just that. You'd just be like, <laughs> my, my daughter here is just morally repugnant. they'd be like, Oh, get yeah. her in. <laughs> she fucked a spick. Well, I mean, can you kid- believe it? She's bringing a a mud blood. (laughs) It's not like that doesn't still exist. It just kind of changes forms. Like, uh, I think at least one, like the. the Well, you have to privatize it now right well, yeah, well, you have the, the, the fucking the camps well, like like, like you've heard like the the elon institute or like all of those uh wayward bound programs that they send like troubled teens to mm-hmm. um, dr are... phil be filling that shit up yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that new version it's not necessarily a mental yeah they just had to privatize like...
0: dog yeah yep. the pri- the free market
1: <laughs> free market finds
0: a way yeah, that shit's hilarious as fuck. And Paris Hilton talks about, like... I think Paris Hilton talks about, like, getting raped in that shit when she was a teenager. And, like, oh, yeah, that's it's right. pretty you dark and fucked those, up. Like,
1: those uh, behavioral correction institutes. Dude,
0: they all did. Like, uh, that cash me outside girl and all those fucks. Like, they're all talking about that. And that's, that man, was that's, a Dr.
1: Phil thing. That's a absolutely... Fa- if you look into that, I think it's called aversion therapy and a few other ones um now one of them is where they they put like a kid in the circle of every other kid there like 30 40 kids and all they have is just have them scream every horrible thing at you and you're not allowed, it's almost like the scientology um or uh or like the uh, the daisy test thing where like you're not allowed to react if you give any sort of reaction they just get up in your face a little bit more uh and it, and it's Fun to be like, well, oh, I would just kick all their asses, but kids like legitimately die in these places trying to fight back because you've got 30 or 40 people around you, you know? Uh, that's- yeah, they'll kick the shit out of you. It's
0: dark as fuck. If, if you've never <laughs> heard, really if you've never heard of the
1: Elon Institute, I'm pretty sure there's a website called like elonschool.com. And it's not
0: tied in any way to Elon Musk? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, the, what I fucking heard about, because I didn't even know this shit was real. Like, this shit's fucked up like let's say that you were a teenager i think that this was allowed up until like i don't know like maybe five years ago six years ago let's say my son was like told me he was gay i could send him to one of these camps and they would shock his dick and balls every time he thought about a dude and they there was a literal electroshock therapy trying to cure your kid from being gay that is the most fucked up thing I'd ever heard in my life. I was shocked that that
1: shit was real. Yeah, I don't know if you've uh, seen this one. This is the Elon School that I'm talking about. And there's a, a guy that actually went there and he ended up putting this website together, uh, ela school, Elon School. And it's just a complete recount of his entire ex- uh, experience going through it. And you can see here he's been working on this for almost like a decade, I think. And he's on Chapter 82 here. But here it is on chapter one, and he's just talking Should, about. Is how, this the next series we're doing, or? <laughs> uh, honestly, I'd love to, man. I would, I would love to get more exposure to this guy's yeah. story and, and his website. But, but it just starts with him sleeping in bed, and the way yeah. that it literally worked is your parents would pay this, yeah. you know, private institution. They'd come at like two a.m. They'd kick down your door and kidnap you. But your parents are kind of like they're like, "It's okay, honey, go with the men." But they're like, "Get the fuck out of bed, you know." Um, so man, it's it's such a crazy fucking story, and it's so well told, and it absolutely gives me nightmares. And there's a whole bunch of documentaries that are about this exact Elon school, but schools like this get kind of shut down and then like five other ones open up, and what they do is they'll open Dude, it up they
0: do in is, fucking
1: Jamaica, or they'll open it up. That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: no, my son's mom. I shouldn't even be talking about this shit. <laughs> but like my 15-year-old, uh, like the girl that uh my baby mama, uh, she was fucking wild and beautiful. And I met her like after she had got out of one of those schools, Mm. she was a fucking nut, dude. She was awesome. She was amazing. Like, dude, I'll tell you a story. Well, maybe I'll tell you that afterward. Anyway. So she, she was, she (laughs) went to Jamaica. She went to one of those fucking schools and I met her after she had been out for like three months. And, And she was like, we just like fucking wild party animals. And like, it was wild, dude. But, like, I'll tell you a fun fucking story. When she was – oh, she wasn't pregnant yet. Okay, that's true. So uh, we just came up with a fucking wild idea. She was she, – okay, okay. I'm a weirdo fucking dumbass teenager that's drunk and high. And I come up with an idea and she was like, that's great. Let's do it. So like we'd found a fucking balloon. Like, cause we used to get drunk and high in the graveyard. That was like our fucking favorite thing to do. And so we'd found a fucking balloon that somebody had like blown up for like a dead person or something stupid, you know? So like we fucking grabbed this balloon and there's a fucking hose there. We fill this thing up, make a giant water balloon. We stick this in her fucking stomach. Like she, and we didn't have any money. Like she was fucking pregnant. We go to this Chinese buffet, like, oh, you can eat buffet. We sit there and just pound a bunch of fucking food, all the things we want. (laughs) And then she pops it and acts like her water broke. And we're like, oh my God, we got to get to the hospital right now. (laughs) We're like, I'll come back and pay. I swear to God. (laughs) Like, and we just did it. We just got fucking free food. We thought it was the funniest, best thing in the world. Like, and she was like, that's a great idea. Like, it's not so, a bad idea. It's like, oh, it's great, dude. I uh, I had some fucking unrecognized genius when I was younger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to tap into some more of that, man. That's, <laughs> that's that shit that makes you billions.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, But anyways, yeah,
1: she, <laughs> she had some
0: traumatizing stories about those places. They're fucked up
1: it's the the ones in jamaica i had a couple friends that, that had gone to various ones i didn't have the best friends growing up for whatever reason but uh one of them um they basically make you earn your clothes like you show up and you basically just get like the robinson crusoe like here's your tattered shorts and that's it and everything else oh oh you want socks oh you want a shirt well you're gonna have to like prove yourself and then um, If you wanted to be able to use silverware, you had to actually, you know, earn your way up there. And until you got to that level, all the food that was given to you, you were eating like rice and gruel with like your hands. Um, So, like, every single little creature comfort you can even imagine, you had can to you earn imagine being
0: like the, the warden for that. That's got to be
1: dope. <laughs> it's like being you the warden your hands, controls, faggot. <Yeah>. I mean, honestly, the, the people that were like the supervisors, of the camp counselor, those places probably came out more fucked up than any of the kids that went oh, yeah, through there. Dude.
0: No, they have to hire psychos. You have to find psychopaths. Oh, it's great, dude. It's horrible.
1: <laughs> you just show up. You're like, oh, yeah, I've got Monarch and MK Ultra on the resume. They're just like fucking hired. Get in there. Do you think there's any weird connections? Like, I wonder if, like, those, like, the warden there
0: was, like, one of the fucking, you know
1: what I mean? Like, I don't know. You have to be. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the CIA's um, interrogation guide, it had a, a fucking cool name. I can't remember right now. but That's their retirement. They get to go live in Jamaica. <laughs> <They> just like, <laughs> just <laughs>
0: order the fuck out of kids. And they're like, I need a break. I'm going to go sit on the beach. Dude, that's gonna, pretty sweet. That's a fucking
1: deal. The, the actual the, the manual that was um declassified, you can look it up through a DCMA request, but there was an actual CIA interrogation manual and it explains all the different techniques. And some of those techniques, bro, are are like word for word employed by Elon School and a lot of the other ones. One of them is called uh Alice in Wonderland programming, and it's and and it's related to some other one. And I, I'm not gonna pull up all the the documents i got them somewhere fucking alex jones style but the the thing that was mind-blowing to me is that it's exactly how a lot of these schools operated and and what it describes is that you punish people for good behavior and you reward them for bad behavior one day Mm. and then the next day you do the opposite And the next day you do the opposite and and it's again it's that same project monarchs um you know rumored um woodpecker grid where You put a kid in a cage and it just shocks them randomly. Like you, there's no pattern to it. There's no there's there's nothing that your brain can be like, okay, every 30 seconds I'm just gonna prepare myself. It just once an hour, once every 10 seconds, who knows? And they apply that that same thing mentally. Because like
0: I think about that, because they did that with dogs, right? They did this thing where like some dogs, if they stepped on this fucking thing, it would shock them. And so they knew if they stepped on this thing, it would fucking shock them. So, like, there'd be, like, stripes on the fucking ground or something, right? And so they'd never step on these kind of stripes. They would mm-hmm. shock the fuck out of them. And they made, like, really obedient fucking dogs. And even for, like, they'd never fucking step on them again. Like, if they did it for a certain amount of time, like, no matter what, they would never step on this type of thing again. But then they would also fuck with the, the, the dogs where it was just random. It was just, it was random and it would just fucking shock them. And yeah. those ones would like shut down and just kind of like just lay there and take it and not do anything. Like, I, and it, it just kind of destroyed them. And I'm like, what's the benefit of having destroyed people? Like, don't you want obedient people
1: or? Uh, I have a little no bit. So, idea. so I mean, there's a, there's a really clear answer to that. The, yeah. the first group is just a called a conditioned response. That's when like the Pavlovian um trick of like when you hear the bell your mouth salivates and i don't actually have to show you food at that point that's all that and that's that's just telling your dog how to sit how to, to you know make your dog play dead usually you give him a treat instead of shocking him, but it's really the exact same thing when you when it's completely random so it's like you teach your dog to sit and then all of a sudden he sits but you like you kick him or something and it's like well what the fuck was i supposed to do you know what it does is it it the, the mind likes patterns especially animals which is why it's extra cruel to do it to dogs because dogs are absolutely creatures of habit like they just love having a very set schedule and doing the same stuff every time but for humans we can adapt a little bit more and part of that is that we still like having some kind of rhythm that we can base our lives around and if you take that away from someone so that now like the logic in their brain is like like i don't know what i'm doing like if i do something good i might get abused if i do something bad i might get abused like nothing i do seems to make any sense once you like fully submit into that what you're doing is you're like i can't control my own logic i'm not ready to make my own decisions Please, like someone throw me a lifeline. Mm. And then once they can see that you know, subject 74B has now entered, you know, theta waves, they, they send the, the doctors over there, and now they can start programming you from scratch as a blank slate. Because at this point, gotcha, you know you have no control, like it 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 flips, right? Like you no longer have control over your own emotions or your logic or feelings at a at a much deeper, um, sort of like instinctual level, your body's saying, like. I am so stressed out because nothing makes sense. The first thing that makes sense, I will do. Um, So someone comes in and they're like, you know, here's a gun, go shoot that guy. There might legitimately be a chance that your brain's like, wow, finally the first logical thing that makes sense. They're saying like, do this thing, and I understand it. I'm just gonna do it because I've been grasping for logic for you know days or months. Uh, And I mean, it's a it's a very simple tactic, but it's literally just like wait for someone to be completely broken and then the first lifeline you throw them they'll just accept it word
0: okay that makes sense yeah okay i get that <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up but i get it <laughs> what are your thoughts on i know we're almost on two hours here i should let you go to bed but uh what are your thoughts on the fucking um uh, the SRA stuff, the sexual satanic ritual abuse that, that like the whole eighties, like scare, right. Where everyone was getting diddled and shit. Like, like there's, there's some fucking, okay. So a lot of it is kooky. Like they're talking about, like, then he got me in my, we flew on a camel and we flew, you know, like some of those kids say some wild shit.
1: Yeah. You're you're talking about the McMartin um, preschool trial for the most part. And they said there was underground tunnels. They like flushed us down the toilet and stuff. And- yeah. 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 There's
0: Dinosaurs but- there. and <laughs> uh, That makes me, okay. I'm, I'm done.
1: So, so, I don't so fucking I heard- believe in
0: dinosaurs. So I'm done. <laughs> they were lying.
1: <laughs> I heard a, a recent theory that I actually uh, like, it, I think it might've been on like a Tim Dillon show. They were joking about it, but it absolutely made so much sense. So like, so this, the boring skeptic version of me, Um, wants to say like, yeah, it was all BS because every single report that's ever come out on SRA, specifically saying that the ritual aspect, like there's been plenty of satanic murders and there's been plenty of um, instances that are one-offs, but to say that there's groups that are planning it and doing it intentionally and repeatedly doing it as if it were ritual abuse, that is where uh, a lot of the reports came out and said there's no evidence of that. But... (laughs) That almost turns into one of these, like, the lady doth protest too much um issue where it's, like, there's so many reports that keep saying about how, like, oh, no, 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 there's nothing to worry about here. Don't worry that, like, we freaked out the entire nation, police department, sheriff departments. There was, like, national alerts over satanic ritual abuse for two decades plus, right? Who's on um, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. It was, it was well, like, I mean, all over TV. I would yeah, use the, the daytime talk shows as the best example because they they made that's what that's time. what raised me. Okay, that was that's what <laughs> I, I grew up
0: watching Sally and uh, Maury. Those were same, that's what I mean. Raised same me here. Same
1: here. But I think the 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 credit here goes to like actual local police departments were also repeating the same information. They were giving like I remember my parents got like a little thing that went on the fridge and remember um at least when I was growing up everyone had like a password so if Someone came up and said like, hey, you know, your parents are in trouble. I'm going to bring you Mm -hmm. to the hospital. be like, they would teach you blueberry. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they (laughs) didn't know it. You ran away and you got an adult or whatever. So anyways, I I do think that there was, there's plenty of evidence. They protected kids better back then than they do
0: now. Like, I don't have a password with my son. I probably should.
1: I didn't think about that. Yeah. But so the, the theory that came up, and I think it was on the Tim Dillon show, was that um what kind of came out to disprove that mcmartin preschool trial and all the kids that were making shit up they legitimately were sort of like coached into making these claims so the 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 therapist interviewing them would kind of like hint out like oh yeah were were there goats maybe there was blood honey do you remember any blood like yeah i think so yeah there was a goat with blood so they write it down and that kind of becomes fact and after the kid hears his own story told to him a few times. It kind of becomes real. So there's that aspect that I absolutely believe that they kind of like tainted the whole case because of that and, and the false memory implanting, but the government also put together um, and funded this like false memory syndrome sort of like initiative. And they got their own doctors and their own experts to come out and be like, Oh, it's all, you know, BS. All the claims are BS. None of this is true. And that's where it's like I don't really believe all of that. And and one of the theories—that's that what was I was going to mention, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, if, that if shit was government funded, funded,
0: they came up with these organizations to like debunk this shit. And they were saying that, the, yeah, that these were like false memories and this, that, and the other. And then when you look into those, they were like fake. They were like none of them are like exist anymore. They were like, or they were caught. Like, dude, a lot of those fucking dudes were caught being diddlers. Like there's some shit at like I can't remember exactly where this is, so I can't pull it on. I don't have the documents on me. But like a lot of those fucking dudes turned we've out. Got to be documentation. Yeah. We've got the we've got it right here. <laughs> but dude, I'm not fucking around. Like a lot of those fucking dudes ended up being actual fucking diddlers. A lot of them actually ended up doing like dude, somebody had fucking broke this down for me. I was like, holy shit. It made me because the skeptic in me, I I'm skeptical too. Like I think I'm I'm probably more easily swayable than you, but <laughs> I'm but more I am fucking skeptical. And so I was like, okay, yeah, this can't be true. Like, this bitch is talking about getting flushed down the toilet and seeing dinosaurs. Like, this is all fucking horse shit. But, so, like, playing devil's advocate, though. Like, I think that possibly they could have been told to say these things. So, like, MK Ultra style, they're being tortured. They're being raped. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit. They're saying all this horrible shit. Then they're told, uh like, under hypnosis, okay, tell them we like you went through the toilet, right. You know, and were told this elaborate shit so that when they fucking told their story, they would discredit themselves by saying wild ass shit.
1: So, so man, I've, I've got a a crazy story that this was told to me in the mid, the mid nineties. I went to, I was in Amsterdam um, on like a vacation with one of my friends and we went into this head shop, and the guys that ran the head shop were from California, and it was just kind of rare because I guess they were used to seeing so many European tourists that like we just clicked immediately, and like, we were showing them how to like download like Family Guy and Aqua Teen Hunger Force um, episodes off the internet, like pirate it, like you know. I mean, it was like we were bonding there for a while, and uh, just because I was there, somehow like MK Ultra comes up as a topic. <laughs> Uh, again this is like mid 90s so it's not like in, in massive popular culture yet but the the high times theme uh for like the um, the cannabis cup I think was like conspiracy theory so and they had released like a conspiracy theory related strain or something so anyway's that had been fun man it w- it I was wish fun. you it should have had some
0: kept some swag from that That'd <laughs> been I might have neat. some
1: somewhere but but anyways so we're sitting yeah. down with these guys that run this head shop they're from California MK ultra comes up and one of the dudes is like, bro, I can't believe I'm telling you this. No, like this story hasn't even come up in 20 years. Um, but he said that when he was a kid, that he was basically molested with like him and his brothers, and that when this happened, um, the the, the people that did it were like family friends, but they would come in and one of them would like dress up as like Gumby, and one would dress up as like a Kool-Aid man, and there was like a fucking astronaut or something. So then after you know, this horrible shit would happen when they went to go and tell the counselor their fucking pastor, their whoever. Um, Part of the story was like, yeah, and Gumby was there and, you know, an astronaut was there and they're like, oh, okay, he's fucking, Mm -hmm. you're making it up, you're looking for attention. Um, So, but that's very real aspect of this and it's it's that same exact concept of when you want a really good conspiracy theory or really good excuse, you just kind of sprinkle a little bit of truth, a little bit of fake in there so that when it comes up you can address which version of that you want if you want to deny it then you poke it like oh gumby an astronaut oh it doesn't make any sense you know dumb little kids so i think there's a very real portion of that to it on top so and that doesn't include having to like convince someone or hypnotize someone this little fucking kid sees the kool-aid yeah. man he says he sees the kool-aid man you know He's, it's santa claus yeah jesus christ it's
0: fucked up uh like I don't think I've ever told this story on the fucking podcast before. So everyone's getting an exclusive here. I know a dude that I don't know anymore. This was teenage years. Uh, and he was a fucked up dude. Um, friend of a friend. And he was a nice guy, but you could tell he was one of those dudes that had like a fucking chip on his shoulder. And like, you wanted him to be on your side kind of thing. You know what I mean? Cause like, if, He's the type of dude that might fucking kill you. He's kind of scary. You know what I mean? He was kind of like one of those dudes that's kind of scary. And, like, so we were probably, like, 14. And he was telling me this fucking story. So, like, basically when he was a fucking kid, he says that he was raised. And so, like, I know for a fact, first of all, that he is, like, he was put in the foster care system. And he was adopted. And he was adopted at a certain age, like around six. But he claims that his birth parents and his, and some of this is actually like backed up, but some of it isn't like, I, you know, it's I, like not documentary wise. He claims that he was born into like a satanic family that was like they would claim that they were like part of the Illuminati. That's what he said. And he called it Illuminati because he couldn't fucking say the right word. He says as a kid be, and he says that they was like a fucking rape ring kind of thing like there was a bunch of kids he was one of them and his fucking his own dad would rape him and he says that he had to kill his own sister when he was a kid they like there was like a fucking ritual it was like satanic thing they put a knife they put it in his hands and his dad like pushed his hands and forced him to stab his sister in the heart that kind of thing. And so he was taken away from this fucking family and put into the foster care system, was adopted by a nice family, and he was still a dark, fucked up dude. And and he told me the story, and I have no way to, like, really, like, say that it's true or not. But, like, he's not the kind of kid that, like, he was truthful about everything else. Like, he was, like, like he wasn't a fucking liar. So I have no goddamn idea. And so there totally could be some wild shit like that.
1: I mean, it's if, a different subject to, story, dude. If you had to cr- sort of like crystallize the, the common story, that's pretty much dead on the money, though, man. Um, of All the way down to being in foster care. I mean, there's the whole angle of a conspiracy theory specifically about Monarch and MKUltra and um, not just foster care, but you know, like the, the milk carton kids and like Johnny Gosh being the first milk carton kid is also directly referenced very frequently with this Project Monarch. The Finders, you know, all these, like, CIA. um, As you were talking about um, him trying to kill his sister, that sounds almost exactly like something that came out of John DeCamp's book. Uh, I can't remember Mm. the exact name of it. It's called, like, Satanism in Nebraska or something like that. Um, But it it tells that, that same kind of pattern, almost beat for beat, where they, like, would fly these kids out the bohemian grove and and make them kill one of them and like all watch the process and um there was something similar in the in the Finder story which didn't necessarily go down like the kids killing each other but they would go and like slaughter a goat out in an open field and show these uh, these children how to like field dress a goat but it was like in like it was a, a positive story yeah. It could that be positive. Good. Yeah, but not well, in my side. Like... Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do it in like downtown Tallahassee yeah. though. You know what I mean? Like that's something that would make more sense out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the same kind of archetypal story. It's almost like a TV show. He was show. just a
0: homesteader, dude. He was trying to teach his kids how to fucking yeah. dress a goat. Like, <laughs>
1: Honestly, that's the official uh, explanation. If you look into all of the follow-up <laughs> yeah. of the findings, it was like, oh, we were just trying to show. We, we dressed them up dinner. in burlap sacks. <laughs> yeah. We just showing them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a McDonald's like, like half a mile down the street, but we're showing them how to skin a goat.
0: Yeah, I get it. I'm on board. I'm, I'm cool with this. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hey, man. This was a hell of a lot of fun. I'm <laughs> the fucking two hour episode. I'm sorry, dude. This was a long one. Uh this was fun, dude. It's fucking late where you are. Get some sleep.
1: Uh tell our audience again where they can find you, brother. Yeah, please. Uh, paranoid American dot com. Um, and then if you want to see the latest, greatest, it's at Paranoid American on Instagram. And then uh, also a quick shout out to the one on one podcast. Um, I've yeah, got dude. a comic book called The Chosen One that basically follows him as a podcaster getting special abilities. And then we were talking about I don't know if this will show up with my my green screen here, but this yeah. is a, a little bit chick track um format on mk ultra and it just breaks down the entire history of mk ultra from paperclip all the way to modern Dude, that's day sick. that's um, fucking you can see dope, it's the man. exact same format the same kind of like style everything yeah, here's a little panel on uh jfk being assassinated and some facts about uh, multiple ways we try to kill castro from how much are you selling those things for it fluctuates a little bit just depending on like what you yeah. know, shipping's going on but right now you can get this for $3.95 and it comes with a bunch of stickers and some postcards and a whole bunch of other stuff that's this sweet, is on my shop and you can get that's a link to that top
0: let's talk about this uh, like when we when we close out i want to buy a few of those and give those out to my audience because that, that's sick as fuck I'll,
1: yeah dude i'll, I'll yeah. send you a pack to do some giveaways or something hell yeah that's fucking awesome
0: all right man i appreciate you this is fucking dope Thank you, brother.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's keep doing it.